Okay, wow. I'm Daryl, compulsive overeater. Uh, it sounds like a lot of time, but I've been in the program for a while, so I've got a lot of experiences that uh, uh, that I've been blessed with uh, in this program. I'm going to look at the the reading just for a moment today. That uh, uh, the thing that, uh, uh, even though it's not mentioned any place in the reading, I, I think a lot of it uh, has to do with me judging other people and. Uh, um, uh, and and I I don't know specifically why I felt that way when I when I read that, but uh, uh, one of the things that uh, I know is that um, my preconceived notions and my my judgments have uh, really worked to my disadvantage, and uh, one of the uh, really big blessings that happened to me early on was a resentment that I got um, at a, an early meeting. I, uh, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was uh, at my home meeting uh, turned out to be one in Hacienda Heights. And in those days, it was a big meeting. And they had a podium. So you wanted to share, you had to get up to the podium. And so and then I'm, I get up to the podium and I'm telling my story of woe, whatever was going on at the time. And this woman right in the front row of the meeting, she says, uh, how long you been in program? You know, talk about crosstalk. And uh, I and I told her uh, about three months and she said, well, no wonder. And talk about instant resentment, you know, it just really ticked me off. And uh, uh, so, I, and she went to a Friday night meeting that I usually went to that was a much smaller meeting. In fact, is we, we sat around a table at that meeting. And uh, so I told, uh, Peter was, uh, uh, turned out to be one of my mentors. And, and I, I told Peter, I'm not gonna go to that meeting anymore uh, because she's there. And he said, well, he says, you could do that. He said, but uh, your problem is that, uh, that she's your teacher and um uh and and you should be paying attention to her and i said what do you mean she's my teacher and he said well she is and uh, i said like what how she what's she going to teach me oh he said love tolerance patience understanding and he just goes on with the this list and and uh and so and, uh, and he said and then he went on to tell me he said if you don't go to the meeting you try to avoid her that that'll be okay he says but god has lots of teachers and they'll just send you another one until you learn the lesson he wants you to learn and i said okay so i go and i have white knuckle that woman and uh for a long time and at that friday night meeting and then um uh then there came a time um when uh she kind of disappeared from the rooms and and then uh, it was probably a year had gone by and and she walked into a meeting late that I was at and my my heart jumped with joy to see her there and and I and then when it happened I just would just knew I said well you know that's crazy said so, you know why would I have this the positive feelings for this woman that I absolutely had a this deep resentment over and uh, uh, and it was uh, uh, you know it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I ended up sponsoring a guy that was the most obnoxious human being that one of the most obnoxious I'll have to say that that I've ever met and uh, <laughs> I mean ever met and he could walk into a room I, I, I just remember uh, it being at the men's meeting out in Montclair, and there's probably 15 guys sitting around the table. And this guy walks in late. And before he gets settled in, I can see 
guys really getting mad and, and their, you know, their, their veins were sticking out on their neck. They were so mad at that. This guy just was a walking resentment. And, uh, but he wasn't for me uh, because, uh, uh, I, because I had had this experience before that I was okay with the guy. And, uh, and one of the things that I, I told my guys that, uh, uh, that, are, that were being judgmental is that if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. And that if you judge other, other people, at some point in time, you're going to become aware of your own imperfections, and, and, and you're not going to be able to stand yourself. And, um, uh, and I've seen it happen in the rooms. I've seen people that are judgmental of others, especially judgmental of their weight. And they're saying, how can they call themselves abstinent? Da, 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 whatever it is. And, and, uh, and, and, ver and actually tell me that you know, as their sponsor. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I would tell them, you're going to live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. If you judge other people by their weight, there's going to be a time when you, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself gaining weight and you'll be forced to leave the rooms because your judgment of yourself will not allow you to stay in the rooms. You're going to have to leave. And I said, you can't afford to have that happen. You have to learn from these other people people and that when you get the, these uh, judgmental thoughts, they're, they're just thoughts, they're just feelings. And you've got to, you, you, you've got to uh, uh, really uh, go after them and not let them uh, rule your, 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 th your thinking and, and like, a, the, like they did for me so, for so many years. So to, to, uh, how, let, me, let me just go back to the, uh, to the beginning for me, Reader's Digest version. Uh, I, I, you know, I was going to show my pictures today. I couldn't figure out how to do it. So, I, 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 uh, yeah, I did. I figured out how to do it. My whole, hold up. This is me. Can you see? Can you see? Can I see it? Okay. Okay. That's me as a little kid uh, with Santa Claus, chubby little kid. And then uh, here's me as a uh, 300 pounder. And uh, that was in 1979. <clears throat> and I'm going to show you one that's, it, it, uh, it's not going to make much sense from the visual, but I, I'm going to explain it to you in a second here. The, um, uh, that up, uh, up here in this corner, that's a, that's a little uh, grave uh, marker. It's a, a tombstone. And uh, the story behind that was that I was at a meeting and somebody shared that uh, there was this website, and the internet was fairly new at the time, in the early 2000s, and uh, there's this website that would tell you how long you're going to live, that you plug in your information. So I had my information from 1979 when those uh, uh, pictures were taken of, of me at my 300-pound weight. And, uh, uh, I, and so I, I plugged those numbers in into this website, and this is what I got back. I got back the little gravestone, and it says, your personal day of death is Thursday, November 3rd, 1994. The only problem is that this was 2002 or three. So they said that if you were really born in 1940, and if you really had that, uh, uh, that physical history, uh, you're dead. <laughs> and so, so, uh, uh, all the you know all of those predictions that people gave me trying to get me to stop eating and to, to get to a normal weight and everything they met well and uh, the uh, uh, and then it was the uh, 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 
this idea that it was this was that this was the day that I died, 1994. Some of the other pictures I'm not going to show up uh, show on on the screen, uh, uh, but I, I I have them here, but they're they're in a book and it's. Uh, uh, just becomes a little bit unwieldy, but uh, they would uh, one would be of my wedding day in 1995. I, I uh, uh, went through a divorce in uh, 1989, and uh, uh, and then I uh, got remarried in 1995. And uh, uh, and so if my personal day of death happened in '94, that wouldn't have happened. The pictures that I can show you of our family, of uh, of our of Anne and my uh, our two sons, the pictures of my uh, three sons and my grandson from my first marriage, uh, uh, all on a fishing trip together, and uh, in uh, the uh, the year 2013 or 14, uh, that wouldn't have happened. All of those things that have happened since then are things that wouldn't have happened if I was dead and I would have been dead the way I was going. I came in at 300 pounds. Uh, I didn't come in at 300 pounds. I actually, my first uh, major weight loss thing was uh, was OptiFast, uh, which started uh, in 1979, my top weight. Uh, then uh, um, that I know of was uh, 312. I didn't get on a scale very often. And uh, and so I was 312 when I started that program, and, and it's a fast, it's a medical fast, and uh, a lot of people had lost a lot of weight really fast, and, uh, and so did I. And I lost 156 pounds in nine months on, the, uh, on this medical fast. And I, I, and of course, there was no program, so this was all me. And uh, boy, look at what I'm doing. You know, I'm just doing so well with this. I've got this thing finally figured out, and uh, I'll never let myself gain this weight back again. I often thought that I, uh, that I had been struck fat, and uh, and and it was uh, it was never my idea. I never signed up for this, and and. Uh, uh, I'll never allow myself to get uh, get that heavy again. And so then what uh, uh, what happened was that uh, I've got down to their gold weight and uh, I'm not a big fan of gold weights there by the way because every time I got close to it I got my butt kicked by the food. And uh, anyway so the uh, 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 I had this goal weight. I got to the goal weight. I had this computer printout that showed the whole, uh, my whole history, weight history, and since I had been there. And my boy, you had this thing look like a ski jump the, the way my weight dropped. And uh, and then at the, I still have the, uh, the fact is it's in the the book there. I still have the uh, uh, weight history. I mean, there's nothing more fun than charting your weight when you're losing weight. You know, you start gaining weight. That's not so much fun. And uh, so anyway, so I start charting this, this the, at the bottom of this ski slope. I start charting the uh, uh, my weight and, and, and the weight starting to get jaggedy and, and no more smoothness, but it's jaggedy upwards. And, um, and a, a crisis happened in my workplace or actually my industry that I was in and, uh, and I was uh, really involved in it. And, uh, and I remember, and it was a big deal. And uh, I remember making the decision 
and thinking that I was making a decision based on business stuff. And I made the decision, I don't have time to worry about this, which was the food plan that they gave me when I got out of the OptiFast program. And I don't have time for this stuff. I, and, uh, uh, and, I, and I just let my food go and I gained uh, back almost all the weight that I lost. I had lost 156 pounds. I gained back 140 plus of it in a short period of time. And, uh, uh, and you know, there's a, a phrase in the big book, pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. I'm telling you, getting back 150 pounds in front of all these people that have been patting me on the back and say, that a boy, boy, you now you look good. And I've had, I had people that uh, uh, tell me that, uh, no, now that you're skinny, we can tell, I can tell you what I really feel about fat people. You know, stuff like that, infuriating stuff and uh, hurtful stuff and uh, uh, and the and then I had the people that didn't say anything they, they you know they were they were too loving to but they you could see the look on their face they would kind of look at my body and they they would see the the, the huge weight gain and uh, and I'm sure inside that they were thinking God, what's wrong with this guy and uh, and that was uh, that was uh, that was uh, part of my experience it was really important was gaining that weight back and uh, uh, and so then I, I, that's the only thing that worked for me. So I restarted on the uh, OptiFast and uh, I lost it uh, again. And um, it's crazy, you know, talk about yo-yos and these are yo-yos, you know. So I, I lose the weight again. And then, uh, the, you know, and, and this isn't just like a, a program. This is you, you went in every Saturday morning. You went in at UCLA at a special time. You saw not only the nurse who took your blood, uh, who uh, 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 took your urine sample uh, and, and weighed you, but you also got to see a, a nice skinny nutritionist who would give you all of this stuff. And then upstairs, they had the people uh, uh, making the lectures on uh, uh, the psychiatry. And, uh, you know, they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. And uh, uh, they thought they did. Uh, they thought that, but they did not understand that we're compulsive overeaters. And I had to come here to find out that I am powerless over food. None of those guys told me that. They all told me all the things that I could do to become powerful over food. Well, I had, I learned two and a half times that, that I was not capable of that. Losing the weight and, and getting my butt kicked again by the food one more time. And, um, and so they, uh, uh, and that's what got me to, to away. The third time that I went back and I had lost uh, the weight again, I'm gaining it again. Uh, they, they, I, had, I had to get kicked out of that program. I, I never would have left willingly because I thought that was the best I could do. I could be fat half the time or I could be losing weight half the time. And, and uh, that was better than being fat all the time. And so that was my choice. Only trouble was that this is a progressive disease and I couldn't do their fast anymore. And so they had to kick me out. And uh, in there, and, and so, and, and I, I remember I had that talk with the doctor the day, uh, day that they told me, and I, I ended up going to a therapist, and and uh, uh, and and so that was my last half measure was the uh, was psychotherapy, didn't work.
and um, uh, and so uh, by stumbled into OA, and uh, and 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 God was very directive. Uh, he had somebody. Uh, my uh, first wife was in recovery program for alcoholism, and uh, and she was in a thirty day uh, uh, program at uh, St. Jude's in Yorba Linda, and uh, I, I would get there sometimes during mealtime and those people they didn't treat eating disorders but they sure saw one when they uh, recognized one when they saw one and they knew i had one because i was just i i I couldn't stop i was just binging almost 24 7. i I couldn't do life without eating and um uh, and at that and that's how they they told her to tell me that there's a place for me too and it was called overeaters anonymous and uh, I walked into to the rooms in 1987, and uh, I was uh, 46 years old, 47 years old, when I when I came in, and uh, uh, they uh, I, and I heard people talking about uh, God, and I said, yeah, that's not for me. And uh, uh, and then here it is, uh, all these years later, and, uh, and and basically that's all I can talk about. Everything that I've gotten today has been a gift. Um, I, I know I don't have a lot of time time left. I want to refer to the writing, the the reading today about the feelings. The feelings are not real. That's why we have the tool of writing, is to see the truth. And uh, uh, and so the because my feelings just knock the heck out of me and uh, and and uh, god bless my sponsor i have the same sponsor i've had uh, uh, for all these years 32 years and um uh and i uh, and i uh, uh learned how to write according to the to big book the 10th steps and of course the fourth step inventory that's more for the stuff that had happened up to that point in time but the 10th steps are the are the ones that have kept me going and gotten me to a place of where uh, life is a lot simpler and a lot easier than it used to be and um, yeah but the the feelings led me to um, uh, to to do the writing and, and mostly through resentment but I would say almost half of my writing has been about fear and uh, fear of this or fear of that and and so the the what ifs uh, uh, that drove me to food before now I have a tool to deal with the what ifs and uh, and 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 the and, and the trump card for the what ifs and the writing when to see the truth that last column how were according to the big book the last column is uh, how were we selfish self centered dishonest or afraid and um, she would always just drill down on the dishonest and she had me to to start that piece of my writing with the words always had to start with the words the truth is and i had to come up with the truth not what i felt but what was really the truth and to get there i had to quit being we have the selfish and self-centered that she taught me that i had to put myself in the other person's shoes and be able to see the problem from their perspective instead of just my perspective and uh, uh and then then i could see the truth and and so then but then the ultimate truth of course the big book tells us with that without a doubt is trust god that that uh and so that no matter what 
what if my head comes up with it could be about the coronavirus it could be about the uh, uh the uh, state of the nation you know whatever it is uh that the uh, that that the same answer comes back because of this program over and over and over again god will give you the grace to handle it when it happens he doesn't give me the grace when i'm thinking about it when i'm predicting the future in my head he doesn't give me the grace there because he doesn't do future he does present time here and now and that's when his grace flows and uh, that i will be given the, the grace to do that and so i and, and so and and uh, uh I had a, an incident uh, just a few years ago, and maybe three or four years ago, where there was a condition in my life that I thought this is too big for God to. And, uh, and so I, I made a comment like that to my sponsor, and she immediately said, you of all people, when did mm-hmm. God ever let you down? And I thought, and I could not, there has never been a time since I've been in this program that God has let me down. Okay, is that uh, 15 or 20? That's 20. Okay, so there's ne- this is a great place to wrap. Uh, uh, there's never been a time that God has let me down because this program teaches me how to surrender to his will and do it his way. And when I do, it all turns out okay. And maybe not the way I liked it, not the way I wanted it to turn out, but it was sure the best way that I could, that I could have come up with better than any way I could have come up with. So I guess that's the, uh, that's the end of it. And I, uh, I thank you guys for being here and I, and I thank you, Cindy, for, for asking me. It's always a privilege to talk at this meeting. Thank you.